Welcome everyone to another episode of Unsportsmanlike Conduct, the pro sports show where we talk and you listen. My name is Vaughn Lozon. You can follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. With me today, as always, Colin Logsdon. Where can they find you on the Twitter universe? Uh, it's about the same, Vaughn. It's Colin underscore Logsdon. like to keep it uh, simple here on Very, on very easy to find. And uh, also with us is our special guest today, Austin Deneen. He is the CMU football beat reporter for CM Life. And where the, where can they find you on Twitter? You can find me at ATD023. All right. Easy pretty, enough. Pretty simple as well. We're going like to get it. another CMU, CM Life beat reporter on here in just a minute. But first of all, we're going to talk some NBA with Austin since that is his specialty. And uh, we're going to get into some basic season outlooks, some predictions. So let's get right into it. So, of course, last season... Cleveland won the NBA title. They beat Golden State. Obviously, this was something that had been a long time coming for LeBron. He had been wanting that title for Cleveland oh so badly. They were waiting over 50 years to finally get a pro sports title, and they finally got it. Austin, what were your takes from when they finally got that title last season? What good it is for that city. Good for LeBron. His career finally is complete. That was his whole goal. I think he would have gone down with his legacy a little tarnished if he never got Cleveland that title because people love to compare the rings with him and Jordan. But uh, the ones in Miami didn't mean as much as the one to Cleveland, and I think LeBron would be the first one to tell you that too. Colin, what did you take away from that Yeah, about the the same thing. I mean, he had so many great accolades his whole career, but that was the one thing missing. He's the hometown kid. He was was the uh, the Messiah, kind of like Jim Harbaugh for Michigan football. He had to bring that back to Cleveland. And now look at look maybe in the Indians might win it this year too. I think they he's all well reversing the curse for that city. And LeBron almost did it single handedly the year before too. He wasn't uh, having the help from Kyrie. He wasn't getting help mm. from Kevin Love. Those guys were all injured. It was basically him and Matthew Delvadova of all people. Uh. So he finally got that ring for Cleveland. They had the the biggest celebration of all time downtown Cleveland. So Austin, I want to change it to you again. What what do you think is going to happen this season? What what's your overall outlook, and what are you looking for early on in the season? We are having round three of the NBA Finals between the Warriors and the Cavs, and everybody else is just <coughs> trying to lose to them in the conference finals. I think is pretty much everyone else's outlook. Uh, so you so you're saying that it's going to be Cleveland and Golden State once again? I would be absolutely shocked if it was not either of them because they're both two or three players better than the next best team in the conference. Especially with Golden State now getting Kevin Durant the uh, the prize from the off season, uh, Colin, uh, do you have a rebuttal for that? What do you what do you think is gonna, gonna shape out of this season? Uh, who's, oh, who's coming out of the East? Who's coming out of the West? Oh, it's definitely Golden State, Cleveland. There's no so? other team in either conference that can compete with them on any level, especially after Kevin Durant going to Golden State, him Curry. Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. I mean, that's an all-star team for the Western Conference. They're all on one team. You look at the East, um, obviously not as strong. LeBron just dominated that his whole career. It's going to be much of the same. And, I, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be the trilogy. I think the only issue that's going to come out of Golden State is who's going to get the ball last second when they need someone to take that final shot. Who's it going to be? Is it going to be Steph? Is it going to be Clay? Or is it going to be Kevin Durant? Who's it going to be? Who do you think? You know what? The good thing about that team is they have such great chemistry. I don't think any of them care. I think it's just whoever um, Steve Kirk draws up in the huddle. It could be it could be anyone. It could be uh, Iguodala, maybe coming off the bench. It could be could anybody be. at this point. Um, I would lean towards Steph Curry because he's been the guy there and he's he has the clutch shooting ability. But Kevin Durant is just as good. Austin? Kevin Durant's getting that ball 10 times out of 10. I don't care. He can create off the dribble. He's bigger. Steph Curry will get a shot blocked. He just can't do as much as as uh, KD can one-on-one. But remember, that's Steph's team, though. KD's the new boy. Steph's been KD's there for the years. Player. He's built. I do agree. KD's the better player. We'll we'll just see uh, in, uh, in, in a week uh, or so once uh, 
once the season starts. I'm excited for the season to start. Just for just for uh, just to know, Austin is a big Kevin Durant fan for the fans out there. So just know that, that. he's true. a big Kevin Durant supporter. Maybe a little biased there. He's a great player. Is he better than Steph Curry? I don't know. We'll find out this year. Maybe who's uh, who's better. Were you following him in college too? Kevin Durant. Yeah, absolutely. He's the best yeah. play college player we've seen in a very long time. All right. So moving on to some predictions now. Who do you guys think is going to win the MVP? Austin, you got first. I got Russie Westbrook and OKC having <laughs> that revenge Oscar Robertson triple-double season. That man's going to shoot 28 times a night, and nobody's going to be mad at him for it. You think it'll be close? Yeah, he'll probably lose some votes to LeBron and stuff and KD, you know, the usuals, maybe some boogie cousin votes if they can win more than 20 games. <laughs> Colin? It's going to be Reggie Jackson. No, I'm just kidding. It is going to be King James. He is going to be even more motivated than ever with all the talk being on Golden State. I think he's really going to be determined to beat that team because that would really cement his status as legendary and maybe even be better than MJ if he can beat um, that monster Golden State team. I think it'll be King James. I agree with Austin. I think it is going to be Russell Westbrook, and I know Austin probably hates me saying that because he <laughs> loves to disagree with me, but I think as far as overall player, he's probably the most gifted, most athletic player in the NBA right now. He can rebound. He can shoot the ball. He could basically do everything, and he's going to really prove that he didn't need Kevin Durant. I think that they can still get to the playoffs, even though the West is loaded. They'll definitely get to the playoffs, but they won't be that elite status. That They're they not going to be elite, but I think and Russ will be able to carry them to at least the semifinals. But see, the MVP is usually the guy that gets to like the conference finals, the NBA finals. Very rarely do you see an MVP as a guy that got bounced in the early rounds. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see. MVP, usually they have a team around them too. So we'll, we'll see what happens. True. But rookie of the year, there are a lot of interesting rookies in this class. Ben Simmons, um, among all of them. Brandon Ingram from Duke. I got a ton of them. Who's going to be rookie of the year, guys? Austin. Well, I want to say it's Brandon Ingram because I think he's gonna—he's the best scorer, but I don't think he's going to get the playing time to get it. Uh, so I'm going to go with uh, Buddy Heald. He's going to get free reign to run around with Anthony Davis out there. That team can't stay healthy. I mean, Drew Holiday's on the floor 40 yeah. games a year, so oh, yeah. he's going to have plenty of opportunity to get his shots up. So I could see him having a, a nice uh, 18 points per game season, and that's always enough to win Rookie of the Year. Colin? Yeah, I wanted to say, uh, obviously, Ben Simmons, but he's gonna, he's hurt, had the surgery. And they're Brandon Ingram. But, yeah, like you said, um, they have a lot of good young talent on the Lakers. D'Angelo Russell, Julius Randle, guys that are finally coming up. So, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Buddy Hield as well. Great shooter. He is can, a good shooter. Can shoot from anywhere. And, yeah, a team with New Orleans um, doesn't have a lot of depth. I think he'll yeah. get the most – he'll get the biggest opportunity, even though he might not be the most talented player. Yeah, he proved that he can shoot, especially in the tournament last season. Goodness. But I'm going to go with Chris Dunn. He's kind of a dark horse heading into the season. He – coming out of Providence, you know, he – people liked him, but he wasn't the quote-unquote star player of the NBA draft this past year. Um, I think just the opportunity that he has with the team, the young team that he has, I think he's going to get the ball a lot. I think that he's going to be able to do great things with his team, not just this season. I think it might take two, three years to get this team fully loaded, but I think that in due time they are due for a monster season at some point. Definitely. So, Austin, thanks for coming on, and we're going to get our other guy on here in just a second. We'll be right back. back and we got another special guest with us today and I think he is going to be uh, a usual on our show now Colin. Uh, his name is Andy and he is along with me the soccer beat reporter for CM Life. Andy how are you today? Pretty good how about you guys? Uh, I'm doing good. Good. good? This, good. Is, this is Andy's tryout so we'll, uh, we'll see how he does. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. So, Hopefully I can pass the test. You know a lot of NFL? 
I, I do. I do know a good, good. amount about the NFL. We're gonna guys. get we're gonna get into some NFL stuff right now. So sure, obviously sure. our beloved Lions, they won their second straight game. How does that happen? They beat the Rams thirty-one to twenty-eight at Ford Field in their second of three straight home games. Uh, they barely won again. They had to get another last-second field goal and another last-second interception to seal the game. Matthew Stafford balled out. He had four touchdowns for almost 300 yards. The rushing game still looked pretty bad, but yeah. it was good to see Golden Tate have a coming-out party. He had his career-high 165 receiving yards, one touchdown. He should have had two, but he he did fine. Good enough, still. though. He got down to the half-yard line, and we punched it in a few plays later. It so. was good enough. Yeah, that's so. My biggest takeaway from this was the way that the Lions defense made Case Keenum look. He looked like Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. Right. Any good quarterback that you want to compare him to, that's what he looked like. He threw for 321 yards. He had three touchdowns. He was torching the Lions defense all day. Uh, so what I want to get into now is do you guys think that this was another lucky win for the Lions? And do you think that that luck can build a momentum going into this Sunday against Washington, Andy? I, I, I do think that it has you know some to do with luck. You know, a lot a lot of their defensive plays late in the game. You know, how much longer can you keep having those kind of things happen for your team late in the game? I mean, interceptions after interception. You know, Slay making the big one a couple of weeks ago, and now obviously yeah. the one this week. And you know, another thing that has to keep on going is you know Matt Stafford. You know, he's actually he's playing very good right now in the league. You know, like one of the top three quarterbacks. You know, for percentage and everything like that for passing so I don't know if it's all luck I think some of it you know is skill but I think some of the injuries are also affecting their defense you know being able to stop teams when you're missing Ziggy and Levy who even knows when Levy's going to be back you know I think I think those things kind of affect it too so I think they can take this luck and keep going with it you know keep flowing as a team but they're going to need some of their guys come back I think for them to be able to get more wins in the future well they had Ziggy come back this weekend but he only made one tackle he only played yeah, he only, snaps. He he only play played for, yeah, yeah he didn't get I mean, all that much playing time it was good to see him at least play a little bit it was good to see him on yeah. the field he was still getting double teamed quite a bit too so that obviously he was drawing up some problems for the Rams offense Colin uh, was this another lucky win for the Lions I wouldn't call luck because I don't think the teams they beat were that good I think Philly was um a little overrated coming in you see they just lost to Washington again I don't they think did. they were as great and the Rams they were three or three and one uh, a couple weeks ago but by some miracle I mean week one they, they got shut out to San Francisco mm-hmm First game to start, um, yeah. San Francisco hasn't won a game since. So that shows you how good they are. Um, I just think the defense is horrible. You know, the, there's not enough depth on this team to afford injuries. So Levy, Ziggy, yeah, th- those injuries are killing you. Yeah. Um, I think not having a good strong safety bet there. They're putting, like, Tavon Wilson bet there. Some other no-name guys at linebacker, they are just destroyed. I don't know half the names of these guys that are even playing. Is, is I know it, Kyle Van Noy, and he's been horrible. Isn't Thurston, Thurston Armbruster Thurston one of the names? Thurston I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure yeah. they signed him off the street. Yeah, sure. exactly. That's, that's what I'm pretty saying. Sure he was just sell- a few weeks ago. Pretty sure he was scalping tickets in, uh, out in front of Ford Field <laughs> He could have been like Joyke Bell and been a security guard in Ford Field. And then exactly. hear that every single time. That, that became a drinking game after a while, that me did. And my friends. Yeah, that was but, a hot take siren going off right there. But yeah, I don't think it's really luck. Um, they were good. They were decent wins, but they were you know last second. They struggled mightily at times in the game, and um, they really got to figure it figured on defense. But I've been super impressed with Matt Stafford. I think Jim Bob Cooter has really turned him around for good. Mm-hmm. Another thing, I think the Kelvin. I think not having Kelvin actually does help him read the field. Me too. It's not a uh, it's not a crutch for him anymore. He really has to go through his reads, make the right throws, and he's getting everybody involved in the offense. I mean, exactly. four different receivers exactly. all caught um, one of his touchdown passes. Roberts, Bolden, Jones, Tate. He was just spreading all over the field. You know when Riddick and Abdullah play, he hits them all over the place. 
Ebron. So I think he's really taken the next step, and I'm uh, super impressed with him. I saw one NFL guy um, or heard on Facebook earlier. He said Stafford might be the best quarterback so far in the league this I year. I saw that today, too. That's, that's pretty that's, surprising. That's a bold statement, yeah. but that shows just how far he's come because before he was always Mr. Mediocre. Mm-hmm. And you know he's really spreading the ball around when he's tossing the football to a guy named Clay Harbor. <laughs> I didn't even know that he was on the Lions before I saw him catch that pass. I didn't even hear that. I, didn't even, I must have missed that play. You missed that? What position does he play? Fullback? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he is one of the fullbacks, yes. But he, he also tossed the ball over to Justin Forsett's way, which I found pretty interesting because they didn't really use him all that much in the no, game. They really relied on Zach Zenner in the running game, I, which I was kind of surprised he, by. He played decent. He Zach Zenner played all right, but I was really expecting to see Justin Forsett get a bulk of the game. I was going to ask you guys about that. Do you think the Forsett's role is really going to grow more as the season goes along here now? I think or it should. You think, it's just, you think it more just should. because he didn't know the playbook as much this week maybe? Yeah. Or? He was tweeting before the game, like days before the game, saying that he was studying the playbook, and that's all that he had been doing. I mean, I'm sure he met with Jim Bob Cooter several times before the game, yeah. so he should have known the playbook a little more. Uh, especially the Lions rushing offensive yeah, playbook, I'm right. sure it's nothing special. Exactly. I, I think they want him to get his feet wet a little bit, get a few carries. As it goes along, I think he'll start getting more and more. Unless Riddick does come back soon and is fully healthy, yeah. then you might see Forsett not play at all. But I think yeah. as, I think right now with Washington out too, he's your most talented. Yeah, out just out of experience and everything else, I think Forsett's their best you know, pure running back. And back you, know, you can make Agreed. the argument with Theo Riddick, but you know, the carries aren't always the greatest for him. So I still think yeah. Forsett should see more in that offense. And you know, they should definitely get him involved more. Mm-hmm. Do you guys think they win this Sunday? Uh, against man. Washington, you go Wa- first. Washington just came, they came off a pretty good win this weekend, didn't four they? Four in a row. Not, they yeah. started zero two. They're four and two now. Yep, that's, they are rolling. That's I, I'm, and the Kirk Cousins seems to be playing a little bit better too. And is this away or home for oh, this? Is home. It's, it's home. Yeah, three in a row at home. I, it almost I, seems too good to be true. I know. Like, no I know. It's, it's hard to believe with this team because when you want it, when you want to say they're going to win, you know they they seem to blow a yeah. game late or they you know they can't put two halves together in a football game. So exactly. Um, you know, I I I'm going to say they win this week, though. I'm going to go on the edge. I'm going to say they win. I think that they score. I I think it's another high scoring affair, no doubt, because the Lions are going to win games right now. I think it's high scoring. I, I'm going to I'm going to go like 34-21, another game winning type field goal for Matt Prater late in the late in the fourth quarter. We'll see. 34-31. 34-31. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. 34-31. I'm going to say they edge it out too, just because Matt Stafford is playing so well right now. But the defense is—they cannot start the same way they they have been. Like good, good grief! I mean, getting torn apart by Case Keenum. Todd Gurley is one thing, but when mm-hmm. Case Keenum and Kenny Britt and all these guys—they limited don't Gurley even, too. And they did. He they only did. had fifty or sixty rushing yards. It yeah. was Kenny Britt and uh, who's the other big receiver that they have that kept tearing them apart? Is it Quick? Yeah, Brian, yeah, Brian, Brian Quick and, Brian and Kenny yep. Britt. Those guys are so mediocre. You cannot let that happen. They got to get off to a better start defensively. Force some turnovers early. I think I think they'll get a fumble early. That'll turn the tide, and Stafford's gonna will them to another win. I still don't think they make the playoffs this year. No, but I think I think they will be four and three after this week, which is sad because they should have won at Chicago and, at, oh, and yes, against Tennessee. Obviously. Those that's gonna haunt them towards the end of the year. Yeah, I agree with you guys. I think they will win another close game. It's gonna be high scoring, like Andy said, just because of how bad the defense <laughs> has been playing, especially against mediocre offenses like the Rams like the Titans. So I think that it's going to be somewhere in the 28 to 27 ballpark. It's going to be like a one or three point win. Uh, most of these NFL games are really close anyways. So I think that just because Matthew Stafford is on such a, a roll right now, um, especially with four touchdowns last week, that was incredible. But I, I think that they are going to win. It's going to be another close one. So we'll see how they do. And hopefully they can get to four and three. Yeah. That would be great. 
I'm sure my roommate wouldn't like that because he was wanting them to tank a few weeks ago. So <laughs> Washington's defensive line is legit, though. So that's good. That could be an issue. Ryan this Kerrigan week. is yes. underrated. Very. And Very they got, underrated. They got some other really good guys up front. Yes. No one talks about the Skins. They're a good team. They are. So we'll for sure. For sure. Now the, the Skins may be a good team, but I want to get into who do you guys think is the best team in the NFL? Doesn't matter if it's NFC, AFC. Andy, who do you think is the best team right now? If I mean, okay, so if we're if we're talking NFC and AFC, are we trying to say both or just no? Nope, just, just overall just, just one, one team, one, just overall, one team. overall team. Yep, I already know this. I I got my I, answer. Not just the Tom Brady bias because he's from Michigan. I'm a Michigan fan, but I am going to say the New England Patriots. I just think overall with that offense, you know, the one loss I think is a fluke loss right now because they didn't have a healthy quarterback that week against the Bills, even though they did play good defense against them. Um, I just I think with the offense they have, all the weapons they have in the offense and the defense that you know it's at least a middle of the league defense I I believe so I I'm gonna go with the New England Patriots being the best team right now. The Vikings though I don't think are far off because they do have a very good defense and everything and Sam Bradford's <laughs> playing well in that system. But I think Adrian Peterson not being in that offense eventually kind of hurts them a little exactly, bit. Exactly, exactly. That's what I was just about to say. The lack of weapons on offense is eventually going to catch up with Minnesota. Bradford, you know he's probably going to get hurt eventually. It's it's it's, it's bound to happen. happen. It's yeah. bound to happen. But that young elite defense is what's keeping them alive right now, and uh, that will take them far. But eventually, not having Adrian Peterson, not having a healthy quarterback, not having really any weapons on offense besides Stefan Diggs, who's a good player, but yes. he, he's not elite by any means. No. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, have, they've, they've done this dance a time or two. They've been around. <laughs> and Tom Brady, you can bet your ass that he is pissed, pissed off right now. He's oh, a man NFL. on a mission. What, <laughs> yeah. he, what does he have, almost 800 yards, six touchdowns, no picks oh, so far? in two games. Oh, yeah. it, he had like 350 this last Browns game. Browns or not, it's a lot. And they, <laughs> add, they added Martellus Bennett in the offseason. Huge addition. It's back to when they had Hernandez and Gronk back there. Yep. Maybe even better. Um, I would say it is probably better. And they're probably going to get, um, what's his name, back later in the year, the running back. Deion um, Lewis. Deion Lewis probably yeah. going to come back. James White's been doing a high good job. Mm-hmm. LeGarrette Blunt, And they just have a really good defense. I think this is their year again, especially with um, without another power in that AFC conference right now. With Pittsburgh falling, no more Peyton Manning. Denver, too. Yeah. Yeah, how about yeah, that injury to Big Ben? That's going to hurt gonna kill that, that. that game's this weekend, too, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. It, is. And and Den- it is. And Denver's, and Denver's lost two in a row, so they're finally coming back to earth with Trevor Simeon, which you knew would happen. Trevor this Simeon's is, garbage. This, this, is, this is their year again. They'll at least make it to the Super Bowl, the Patriots. I think they should, and I agree with you guys once again. I mean, this is a reoccurring <laughs> theme today. I think the Patriots are the best team, but I think Minnesota <laughs> is literally right behind them just because of that defense. I wrote down some stats. New England... Seventh uh, rushing offense in the league, wow. which is surprising because yeah. of the Deion Lewis injury. Seventh in passing, fifth total offense in the league. And their and defense. That was, that was without Brady for four and weeks. And that was without yes. Brady. That was with Garoppolo and, and Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett, yep. Their defense isn't even that bad either. They got no. 13th total defense, 18th pass, which is meh. Ninth rushing defense. That's still pretty damn good. Minnesota, on the other hand, check out this offensive stat. They're 30th in total offense. Goodness. 24th in the pass game. Wow. And 32nd. They're dead last in the rushing game with Jeremy, or, uh, John Jer- McKinnon. Jarek or McKinnon and uh, Matt Asiata and that crew of just scrub yeah. running backs. <laughs> their defense, their second total defense, fourth in rushing, sixth in pass game. That's unbelievable. That's out of this world. That mm-hmm. might be better than the Seahawks defense from a few uh, years ago. Yes. So we'll see what happens. I think New England is going to get to the Super Bowl, like you said. 
Wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. to see Minnesota there. That I would be surprised to see Minnesota there. I wouldn't be surprised. Just They're five and zero right now, but it's just because de- just because of the defense, they'll win the division. They'll have a good chance in the playoffs too. And but Blair, Bradford's never won a playoff game. Think I know. about that. But think Blair about Walsh going to screw them up to again. Seattle, True. two other places. We'll see later on. Come back in a few weeks and we'll address yeah, exactly. the Vikings. We but Patriots, we know where we stand on that. We know what we're getting. I think they'll exactly. be all right. So let's get into some college football now. Woo. And I have predicted the Michigan State Spartans to win for the last three weeks. And the last three weeks. <laughs> and I predict them to lose every time, too. <laughs> yes. The last three weeks, they've been 0 3. They lost at Indiana. They lost against BYU at home. And then they lost against Northwestern. And don't forget about the loss of Wisconsin before all that, too. So they've lost four in a row. True. Wisconsin. They've lost all basically all of their home games. The one home game they didn't lose was against an FCS opponent in Furman. <laughs> they, they barely yeah, held out of that. Don't forget that was a challenge. 28-13. to 13. Uh, So if that was indicative of how their season was going, I think that was a pretty good job right. uh, by Michigan State in that first Opening game. But guys, they beat Notre Dame. They're so good. They yes, beat yes. Notre Dame. Notre Dame's and good Notre too. Dame is two and five. Not looking very good. <laughs> they lost against Stanford last week, but Stanford's also a little banged up too, with Christian McCaffrey being hurt. Right. Yes. So the question I want to propose <coughs> to you guys today is what the hell happened to Michigan State? I'll give you one little phrase here. There's a, uh, there's a grumpy old man that said this a few years ago. Pride comes before the fall. <laughs> it is Sparty's turn now. It's time to humble the Spart the Spartan uh Suck-ups, back down to earth where they belong, back to little brother status. We've been saying this for a few years now, but it's finally come to fruition. Um, I think the lack of recruiting has finally caught up to them. They don't have the upperclassmen like they had the first, first uh, last few years, which they always fell back on. They're relying on freshmen and sophomores right now. Tyler O'Connor is not the quarterback they thought that he would be. No. I never thought he was good. I didn't think no. he won Ohio State last year because they ran the ball replaying their defense. Don't forget the it. weather in that game either and everything. And, and the weather. Zeke into it and to just, 15 yeah, no uh, attempts on the And he was the hurt ground. that week, it's too. It's like Urban Meyer tried to lose that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, but Tyler O'Connor is just not good. They have the offensive line. They lost 20 pieces. Same with the defensive line. Their secondary is even worse than it was last year. Didn't think that would be that was possible with bringing some guys back. Um they're just not a good team anymore. That lack of recruiting is finally catching up to them. I think I think the Mich- Michigan comeback on the rise is affecting them too. Maybe Harbaugh's finally getting D'Antonio's head. I don't know. But uh, as a Michigan fan, I'm pretty happy right now. I would love to see Jim Harbaugh when the game's over because Michigan's going to beat Michigan State. It's there's not even a question it's, at this it's, point. It's not, it is, there's no way that it doesn't happen. Yeah. I would love to see Jim Harbaugh go over towards the student section and say, where are all the Spartans at? Because Mark D'Antonio did that. Last season, exactly. Such an ass. If I'm not mistaken, and he didn't shake his hand either. No, they, right? they, he went they straight did over not there. shake no. hands. D'Antonio, so. they were all being ass. Yeah. I saw a tweet from 2012 too, there. where D'Antonio was interviewed before the game against Brady Hoke, but he said, um, "What's there to worry about with U of M?" Right. So it's funny he's played the disrespect card last few years. All he's been doing is disrespecting Michigan. Michigan. What does Harbaugh do to people that disrespect him? He lays the freaking hammer on him. Yeah. It's 78 it's nothing. He, against, they are not. Yeah. It's not going to be like Rutgers where he takes the starters out. They're playing. No. They, play, they could be 50 oh, no. nothing. I, th- I think you will still get, see Walton Spate and company in there. Probably. Oh, yeah. I think it could get pretty ugly at some point, though, in that game. I pray it I, does. I, I, I definitely so. think it could. Andy, what do you think happened with Michigan State? State? I, I mean, I right now I think this team has no confidence at all. None. I don't see any confidence in them. And that's why cause it's like. I got to give Michigan State credit. You know, over the years they've built it up now to where the point where I'm surprised this is happening. You know, back when I first start watch, started first started watching college football, it wasn't a surprise to me. So seeing them this bad, losing week after week, I don't think they're going to beat Maryland this weekend. 
to be completely honest. That's a, a four and two game, team on the road. I'm not picking at, Michigan State to win this week. I, 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 I don't think they're going to no, win. No, please do. That way they can lose again. <laughs> Much like, I, I don't think they're going to make a bowl game this year at this point. They already got four losses. I can tell Man, you. It's going to be close. They they play Ohio State and Michigan. That's that's two those more. Are Penn two State more losses. Those, at Penn State, then year two, that's a loss, yeah, too. That's already sixth, seventh, you're out. It's gonna. It's but gonna remember be now, close, five right? lost, five win teams oh, five. do make it now. Remember, remember oh, Nebraska yes, made it last change. year, but they, but they were they were at least a decent five win team. State, I don't think we'll I don't, get it. I don't know. ESPN it's, had a thing yesterday with their percent chance, and it's like below five percent. It's not looking like it's worse than Notre Dame's chance. I I just think like like uh, like we said earlier, um, you know, with the whole l- the lack of talent coming in, finally catching up to them. I believe that is also a big factor because you know their quarterback O'Connor, he's definitely not what everybody thought that he was going to be mm-hmm. and just all of that. And I just, I don't see Michigan state turning this around at any point, anytime soon. I think it was just a little ridiculous that so I saw some Spartan fans. Well, well, if Malik McDowell didn't get uh, <laughs> yeah. thrown out of the oh, Indiana man. game, come yeah. On. yeah come and on. now they gave up 188 rushing yards to Justin Jackson from Northwestern this past weekend. He scored twice and his longest carry was 29 yards. You think that if you had 188 yards rushing, you would have at least 170 yard rush or 160 yeah. yard, at least one, if not more. The defense looks awful, and I'm just gonna say they just suck. Yeah, like, every Period. facet of the game, they suck, and it, it's not gonna change this season. We'll see if D'Antonio can get back on the recruiting trail next year. Do you think he starts to play some of the younger guys? I think he could. I think he, like, already the goes along he already is. He already put like, that Lewerke yeah. in. No, I think I think he might just be at, at this point. You gotta start playing. For but next but for me, he won't give up until after the Michigan one. Yeah. The oh, Michigan no, one, he's still gonna be putting. He's still gonna put in 80 hours that week in the office oh, and try his you best. Know, to win. Yeah. You oh know, yeah, you know he hates that, Michigan. That's all Michigan State has to play for anymore. What else do they have to play for at this point? That's why. Well, what about the rivalry with Ohio? Ohio State, guys. <laughs> yeah, because that's a that's a rivalry that's, now, isn't it? Yeah, CBS sure. did, did put that as the top rivalry in the Big Ten before the year <laughs> oh started. I'm like, CBS, CBS does hate Michigan, though. They CBS do. hates yeah, Michigan. Sure. Everyone no, no. except for U of M fans hates U of M. Yeah, that's true. That's so, true. Uh, I, I guess it's pretty easy to say that we all enjoy Sparty getting all these bad losses. Uh, do you have a thought, Colin? One more thing that's um, affecting State. Pat Narduzzi leaving a couple years ago. I think that's a lot of the players that he still he point. coached up are now gone. He was mm-hmm. the defensive genius, which is why they had those elite defenses over the years. Yep. And I think even last year when he wasn't there, when they knew, oh, look at their defense, it's still good, last couple of years. Well, those guys were still coached by him yeah, in the early exactly. beginning. Same. The yep. players playing now never met the guy. So yeah. now you're seeing uh, what the effects of that great coaching uh, did for State in the past. It, it's it, That's finally caught up to them as well. Losing assistance is a key part in the college game. And people, that's true. People underrate that. That is very underrated. The, the head coach doesn't work with every player. It's just not possible. No. And no. that's why you have offensive, defensive coordinators, quarterback coaches, <laughs> linebacker coaches, whatever it may be. So now I want to get into a little something new that we haven't done. Oh. Uh, a little something new. Uh, I figured okay. that we would switch it up a little bit. So I, I went online this morning and saw some spreads, some very, very early spreads for some of this weekend's games. And I want to see what you guys would pick right now. So first off, Arkansas at Auburn. Arkansas is getting nine and a half points at Auburn. What do you guys think? Who who's gonna win? Who in in terms of the spread? What would you pick? I I think I'm gonna take the under on that. I don't think I'm gonna take the over. And I'd 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 probably pick Auburn to win that game. I you think. pick Auburn? Really not, wait, just a spread? Like they they yeah. won't lose by nine, or they're gonna win straight up. Yeah, they're gonna win straight up. I I think so. Why so? I I just I think. I just respect Auburn too much as a team. I don't know. I think that mm-hmm. I think 
I don't know, man. I'm, I would pick Arkansas on that spread pick just because of all the close games that they've had. True. I mean, they've played tough football this season, which is surprising to me yeah. because they haven't really done a whole lot since Ryan Mallett was their quarterback back way back in 07, 08, whenever it was. So I think I would pick Arkansas here. What would you pick? Before this morning, I would have picked Arkansas, but I was watching uh, some college football show or whatever, and they were actually they brought up um, Auburn's defense this year, and they're they're actually elite this year. Their defense is it's their offense that's the problem. So War Eagle, I'm thinking they're they'll they'll uh, they'll beat the spread, but Arkansas will ultimately win the game because the Razorbacks gotcha. are a better team. But Auburn's defense apparently it's like third in the country right so now. You, in yards so you so you think like Arkansas that. will win the game? They'll win the game, but they won't. You said they were uh, Arkansas wait. was getting nine and a half. Oh, I thought points. they were favored. No, 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 oh, no, 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 no. That's, no. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought, too. Yeah, because that's, that surprises me because Arkansas is a team that's ranked and Auburn isn't ranked. Auburn is ranked. They I think are. they're 22 now. In Arkansas, they should move up like in the top 16 or 17 or something like that. So that surprises me. Okay. Pretty sure I, Arkansas is like 18. I do pick Arkansas to win the game. Auburn is favored to win the game. By nine it's and a half. It's at Auburn. Yeah, yeah, by nine and a half points. There's no way they win by that much. Yeah. Arkansas is the better offense. Okay. I'll word it a little differently this time now. Okay. So, so, so you thought the same thing then. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. A little different, a little different. Next game, game number two, Wisconsin is at Iowa, and Wisconsin isn't favored in this game. Iowa. Really? Iowa. No, I'm just kidding. What are we no, going no, into no. here? Whoa. Iowa is not favored in this game. Wisconsin. <laughs> no, no. Wisconsin is favored by three and a half points. At Iowa? Yes, at Iowa. And just three and a half. They're only favored by three and a half. On Wisconsin, that's going to be a blowout. I think yeah, so, too. I, I think all Wisconsin blow, no doubt, in that game. The way they've Iowa been playing sucks. against against uh, Ohio State and uh, the way that they beat Michigan State, even though we know where Michigan State's at right now, yep. it still is on the road, still a big win. They played Michigan tough, too. They played U of M tough. I beat LSU, they who's got looking better Ohio now. State in overtime, which yeah. was an accomplishment on its own. So and I agree with you guys. All I agree. I think Wisconsin's going to win by at least 20 points. Probably at least fourteen, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I would. Yeah, I would say at least twenty points. It's going to be a blowout. Iowa's been garbage this year. So. Their defense will wreak havoc on CJ Beathard. Yeah, yes, oh yeah, they no wreak doubt. havoc. No yep. doubt. Game number three: Texas A&M goes to Alabama this weekend. Well, Alabama, seventeen point spread right now. Something uh, like that. It yeah, is sixteen I, and a half. Alabama oh, is favored oh by. Goodness. So, what do you guys got? I'm. I think I'm gonna. Take that one. I'm gonna. I think Alabama. I think Alabama blows them out. I don't. I think Alabama really? right now. I think Alabama is in a different category from a lot of other teams. Like, I think it goes Alabama, Space Bar, and then two, three, four. I really think Alabama's that good. I hate saying it. I hate admitting it because mm-hmm. I'm not a saving big supporter there. But I just. I think Alabama is still at the top, and that's just where it is right now. I, I give them a blowout in that game. I do. At least. At least. Maybe not this. Maybe not the spread. Maybe it's a little bit closer than that. But I think it's at least a 14 point victory. Okay. Colin? Not so fast, my friend. Okay, okay. <laughs> Quote Lee, Lee Corso. Corso. Okay. The fighting Kevin Sumlins will come into uh, Tuscaloosa. They'll put up yes. a fight in the first half. And in the second half, Jalen Hurst and that Bama defense are going yeah. t- to roll <laughs> yes. tide all night on them. All the cousins are going to be loving it in the stands. <laughs> and they will win by 21 points because their defense will. Their defense has outscored other opponents' offenses this year. Okay, so you're taking the points. You think Bama They'll win by over 16 and a half, yes. Okay. I think they will, too, just because of the dominant performance that they put on Tennessee this past weekend. And Tennessee and Texas A&M went to overtime the previous week. Um, I I don't really have, have an opinion right now on Texas A&M. I don't know if they're no. good. I don't know if they're bad. Because, Pretty frankly, going into the season, I thought Tennessee was overrated. and They, they went. To, I, I don't know how to evaluate them right now. Obviously, they're undefeated. So, 
I think as of right now, I think Alabama is going to win by over 16 and a half. I think it would be at least 17. I, I think I would go 17. I, I just kind of also look at how bad Alabama just beat Tennessee, and you got to think that Texas A&M it, only beat Tennessee, Tennessee. By, by a touchdown. And so, it went I mean, to overtime at, too. With a few yeah. miracles for Tennessee, though. that's yes. when they were yeah, still. True, that's when they still true. had they luck have, on their yeah, side. Yeah, they did have luck on their side. Yep. But the thing about Alabama is what they've won the national championship four out of the last seven years, mm-hmm. and you see a lot of hear a lot of experts talking now. This might be their best team yet. Yeah. Yep. That's insane, especially yeah. when they just <laughs> with all they lost to the NFL. They've won. They won the championship four the last seven years. This might be his best. It's a nonstop. I think that's possible. It's, it's just going to keep getting better, I too. don't know when it's going to end. I don't know about that. I don't think it'll keep getting better. It'll keep I think getting with better. Urban Meyer and now Jim Harbaugh, I don't think it'll keep dominating the same way. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Game four. U of M, who we all love. <laughs> we they're, do? They're home this weekend, and I'm going to the game. I'll be there. Oh, nice. It is, it's not going to be much of a game. <laughs> I think maybe for the first quarter it might be. They uh, are playing uh, Illinois at home. U of M is favored by 35 and a half points. Good grief. What do you guys think it will be? Are you going to take the points, Colin? Oh, yeah. Michigan is going to dominate the fighting uh, Lovey Smiths. The fighting <laughs> Lovey Smiths. <laughs> I can't name one player on their team. That's, I, that's how bad they are. I mean, they, they allowed like 350 yards through the air against Rutgers, a team we held a 39 yards overall. Mm-hmm. Michigan's going to dominate them. They might not get a first down the entire first half. Michigan will shut them out. I'm predicting 55 to nothing. Another shutout. Two in a yeah. row? There's no way Illinois can score on them. It would yeah. take a miracle. Penn State needed a miracle to score against That's us. That's true. It <laughs> and Penn some, State looks pretty some, good right took now. Took some bad penalties to get there, but yeah. they got there. Illinois definitely shut out. I'm, now you know, I'm changing it. 65 to nothing. Ooh. I, oh, I might go up again. <laughs> Andy? I mean, I, I look at it the same kind of way. I, I and You know, Harbaugh tends to leave his starters in there pretty late, regardless of what the score of the game is. And yeah. I don't think he's going to take them out. This one's at home. It's not in the road. You guys mentioned what they did to Rutgers or what Illinois did to Rutgers when they played them. I, 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 or what they allowed, not what they got. Right. Um. Yeah. I, I think that Michigan wins this game also. At a, at a, I'm taking that, that spread. I think that Michigan wins this game. 50 to 0 or higher than that. I really don't see this game being close at all. Yeah, typically I I've been pretty pessimistic about the spreads in regards to U of M. Um I I did not think it would be 63 to 3 against Hawaii. I didn't think as 78 nothing would ever happen to any team, No, but it did happen. So I think I'm going to go with U of M on the spread this time. I think just because of the way that Wilton Spade has kept maturing oh, over, yeah. over the season, he's been great. Mm-hmm. I mean, just even just in that first half or first quarter or whatever he played against Rutgers he looked good he only had one touchdown but he was making the passes that he needed to make so I think it'll be somewhere in the high 40s to nothing maybe maybe they'll get a field goal maybe Illinois will score one field goal but it won't be anything really higher than that. Something to keep in mind, there's only been one game this year where Michigan's been held under 45 points. That was to Wisconsin. So you could pretty much guarantee they're going to get over 45. For them not to cover, Illinois would have to get at least right. 10. They're not mm-hmm. getting 10 points, 10 points against Michigan. No, it's not, yeah. So it's, you can take the, take Michigan. In the sport. I'm actually going to bet probably on I, that Are game. you? Oh, yeah. Good I have a little you. sports hat thing you've oh, money cool. on. Cool. I, I think even Michigan's backups might be better than some of Illinois starters. So that's oh, another reason. Sure. Even if yeah. even our, if they're putting our four in, stringers might be better than their starters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even even if we're putting in all of our backups playing our backup whatever position it is, I just mm-hmm. I don't see Illinois having success against yeah. Michigan at all in that so game. So we're all in agreement on U of M. Finally, Shane Morris could beat Illinois. That's how. Bad <laughs> that's <laughs> honestly. Oh, that's, oof, Maybe. What Maybe. Yeah, you probably would. Finally, we got our CMU Chippewas. Oh boy. They are going to Toledo, Ugh. and Toledo is favored by mm. ten and a half. Andy, 
I think I think I, I hate to admit it, but I think that's right about where it, it should be. I, I think I think Toledo wins that game by about ten points on the road. I, yeah, I could see it going that way for Toledo. I just I, Central has shown at times that they fall behind early in games, and mm-hmm. I could I could see that happening again this week, especially being on the road. Not so fast, my friend. Oh, my goodness. Oh, no. The fighting John Bonamigos are ready for another week. <laughs> they've won two in a row. I think, I think they're finally getting some guys back healthy um, uh, from the hiccup they had against Western True. a couple weeks ago. I don't think they'll win at Toledo, but I think it'll be a close game. Toledo, they were supposed to blow out Bowling Green this past week. It took a late touchdown for them to be a crap Bowling Green team. Sure. It'll be close. Um, I'll take CMU in the, with the spread. Interesting. See, I think they're going to lose by more than than 10 or 10 and a half or whatever the final spread ends up being. I just think that the defense has been really good, but that rushing attack by Toledo is just mm-hmm. way too good. And I don't think that CMU is going to be able to stop it. Cooper Rush needs to limit his interceptions. He set the record at CMU for interceptions thrown this past weekend at Northern Illinois. He threw two, I believe, two or three. Two, I think. He threw two. Um, just and the special teams for CMU this this season has been god awful. I mean, there's no other way to put it. It's been real bad. Brian Evie missed two field goals. He at the, sucks. At the, yeah, he he's not looking very good. They need he to missed, put Alex at kicker. Like Alex would obviously be Alex would be the a producer. Option. Yeah, our producer, yeah. Our producer. Sure. Yeah, behind yeah. the Mac, killing it like always. Ah, we'll <laughs> we'll have to get him a tryout. But uh, but yeah, I think that CMU is going to lose by more than that. I think Toledo is just way too good. Toledo is going to be right there with Western right at the end of the season to, to determine who wins the MAC. So I think that it's going to be somewhere thirty to ten, maybe. I think it'll be like Yikes. twenty. I think it, it will be double of what the spread is. Cream Hunt's sure. still there, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, yes, he is. Oh man. Yes, he is. <laughs> uh, I, didn't know I about think that. this is. I think this is his final season. It's got to be. He's been there forever. He has been there for a long time. Reminds me of Juice Williams at Illinois. I feel like that dude was in college for like ten years. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I think he was. So finally, we're running out of time here. Let's get to our studs and duds of the week. Andy, who is your stud and who is your dud? All right, my stud, I'm kind of going out on the limb here. I'm not sure if you guys are going to agree with me, but I'm going to go with Brock Osweiler. Okay. okay. Ah. Big big ending to that game. They, they the, the crowd was booing him all the way through the first half. Yeah, every that time was surprising. That, every time that he came off the field and, you know, he, he's been slipping the season. Some people were saying he was in the hot seat to even lose position the past week, like during the week. So, mm-hmm. you know, he ended up finding C.J. Fedorowicz for that touchdown. It was a 26-yard pass, I believe, um, to tie the game and send it to overtime with under a minute to go. That was a good drive. And then he also connected another th- over 30-yard pass to get them down in the field goal range to eventually win that game in overtime. You know, that's a big performance, and I think it does a lot for him going into this week where he's playing against his old team. I think he had a good performance to end that game. I think it's a big week for him and his team. So, yeah, I'm going with Brock Osweiler. Interesting. Colin, who's your stud? My stud. <laughs> it's an interesting one. It's actually more it's, – it's a group of people. They are the teammates and coaches of Odell Beckham Jr. For <laughs> Even though with how great of a player he is, all of his on-the-field and off-the-field antics are kind of getting a little old. The, thing, the whole situation with the net, the way he scored that game when he touched down, totally yeah. ignored his teammates, took his helmet off and got a penalty – Went proposed to the net. Kind of, it was stupid. Like it's entertaining, but it's stupid. He looked like an idiot doing you, it. And his teammates have not called him out. I haven't heard one thing about him. One bad tweet. They fully support him. If I was his teammate, I'd be pissed. Like, dude, yeah. you're not the only reason that play was successful. Like we blot for you. Exactly. We made a great pass for you. We set that up. How about you come celebrate with us? Yeah. OBJ, sell it. Don't yeah. Don't get a penalty. Go <laughs> go slap hands. Slap hands. Slap hands with your boys. Come on. Those are your boys. Yeah. So I so big ups to the coaches and them for not calling him out. Interesting. That that is a different one. I do mm-hmm. like that. My stud is David Johnson, who last night on Ooh, Monday Night Football destroyed the New York Jets defense. He had 111 rushing yards, 
three touchdowns. He almost made me come back in my fantasy football matchup. Still ended up losing by like eight points. It was close. <laughs> but, uh, You're probably losing by like 50, though. I actually, going into the game, um, I think I was down by like 60 points. It like Goodness. I, I had David Johnson and I had Carson Palmer and Larry Fitzgerald all on Monday night. Oh, so it came oh, down. Wow. Yeah, it came down to all of that. I still lost by like eight points. He torched that defense. The Jets' defense looked like Rutgers' defense, um, <laughs> to say the least. But they're, they're not looking good. Makes me wish that the Lions had a good running back like him to counter the... Yeah, the, what a uh, start to that guy's career. I, I saw something on Monday night, I think, last night, about him having, what, it's like it was 19 touchdowns over the first two seasons or something like he's that with Arizona. It. Now he has 21 after he's last gonna night. He's going to destroy... I think he could set the... Uh, the the bar for for rushing yards this season. I think he could end up being uh, number one in that category, even over Zeke Elliott, who is destroying it with that yeah. offensive line in Dallas. Funny, funny thing about Arizona, they wanted Amir Abdullah. They didn't want they David did. Johnson. Yeah, they, they wanted Amir Abdullah. Oh my and who took Amir Abdullah right from their clutches? The Lions. When you can have Amir Abdullah like who never plays. Oh yeah, for sure. Andy, who's your dud? Um, I'm going to go to college football. I'm going to do Tennessee's football team. I think the way that they played at home against Alabama, Alabama or not, when it's a top 10 matchup like that, yep. I think this Tennessee team had a lot of high expectations coming into the season You know, to be better than they have been in the past, and this was finally going to be the year they were going to compete with Josh Dobbs and or yeah, Josh Dobbs and everything yes. else. And you know, I just I, I think the way that they got blown out at home is just a complete dud performance, and that's I'm picking them. And it really goes to show how one-sided the SEC really is, too. And yes. I think it's just going to be even proven more than that uh, this upcoming weekend with Bama plays Texas A&M. Colin? Going off of that, it's hilarious with all the uh, SEC praise, all the praise the SEC gets over the oh, last yeah. 10 years. It's Bama and everyone else. It's not the SEC. Bama and friends. It's SEC. No, it's Bama. <laughs> yeah, Bama and pals. Seriously, that should be, that should be in like a Saturday morning cartoon, yeah. Bama and pals. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd watch it. Who's your dud? <laughs> My dud is Vontez Scumbag Perfect, oh, linebacker for the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> Already screwed up enough last year in the playoffs trying to take people's heads off. Comes back. Wasn't this his first game back or his second game I, back? It was his second game and back. And he I'm goes sure. goes at the ankles of uh, Martellus Bennett. They and LeGarrette Blunt. He too. stomps on LeGarrette Blunt's ankles in the yeah. pile to touchdown. Yes. Thought nobody would notice. LeGarrette Blunt goes after him, rightfully so. I'm hoping the NFL. They're supposed. Uh, the ruling on him is supposed to come out tomorrow sometime. Hoping they suspend him the rest of the year yeah, without pay. Well he 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 just doesn't get it. And I think um, the coaches need to do something about it. The league won't. It's disgusting. He reminds me of Indomitian Sue in his younger years when the NFL would always fine him and always suspend him. But I don't oh, yeah. think the NFL is going to suspend him. I think that they're just going to give him a really big fine. He did apologize to Martellus Bennett, if that means anything. No. He apologized I, I to LeGarrette Blunt. No, he did not. He apologized to Martellus Bennett because I don't think – he didn't. He. I don't think he thought the Legarrette Blunt thing was a huge deal, but, but it was. He probably thought no one saw it. He thought he got away with it, and that's why he didn't apologize. He could think that too. Um, so we'll, we'll see what the NFL uh, rules in that t- tomorrow or the day after, whatever it's supposed to be. My dud. I'm gonna go to baseball. We haven't talked about baseball today. Mm, yeah. We're, I'm gonna talk about the Blue Jays for just a split <laughs> second because come on, seriously, they won the wild card game in dramatic fashion. They had a walk off home run. Edwin Encarnacion, one of their best players. They sweep the Texas Rangers, their rivals in baseball, and they mm-hmm. killed them in every game. Cole Hamels gave up seven runs in game one. And he he didn't look like the pitcher that everyone thought he was going into the postseason. Now they're down 3 nothing to the Cleveland Indians of all teams. Are, are the Indians really that good? Their pitching is. Their offense their pitching, is mediocre, yeah. their but their pitching, pitching is good. Elite. Their offense is full of scrubs. Tyler Naquin, come on. Exactly. Jason Kipnis. Jason Kipnis <laughs> is good. 
Lindor is good. Napoli's having a fluke season because he did nothing like this last year on Boston. Mm-hmm. He was hitting probably, I think he was hitting like 200. Yeah. I mean, he was hitting home runs, but he was striking out every it, other at bat. It's unreal where they've came from. Yeah, it was. It, he wasn't doing any of that last season when he was on the Red Sox. To sweep the Red Sox and to now sweeping, about to sweep, Ape. the Blue Jays, what happened with Toronto? Like, I was ex- I picked them to come out of the American League before the season started. Colin Same. did as well. Uh, we did that show last year. I don't think year. any of the ones thought Cleveland would be this good, dude. No, it's the no curse Lebron, I, dude. He's having an effect I, on that whole town. Can you I imagine if, after the, with how much everyone made fun of their city fifty years to win two championships in the same year? Are they going to be absurd? I think the Cubs, I think the Cubs are going. So you th- are they big, are they good enough to beat the Cubs? No, the Indians. I don't. I don't think so. Think so they, the one thing to keep in mind, they do have home field advantage because the stupid All Star game rule, which game I hate. Does otherwise, the Cubs, otherwise the Cubs would have had home field throughout. I hate yeah. that. That could be a big. That's gonna be a big uh, pitching duel. But my Cubbies first got to get past the Dodgers. That uh, starts tonight. Jake Arrieta. It, yes, Jake Arrieta is pitching tonight, and we will see how they do. Hopefully Toronto can make a comeback, no win way. four straight. You know, it's probably it, not going to happen to anyone. It would happen to Cleveland. Who wants it, to see Cleveland Indians? Remember, go? they were a three-one at Boston a few years ago in the LCS, and that Boston is, came back and won the World that Series. Is true. That is true. Very yeah, true. We will see I what, hope so. Oh, I would. I would find that hilarious. Yes. Yeah, so that is all the time we have today for unsportsmanlike conduct. For Andy, for Colin, I am Vaughn, and we'll talk at you guys next time.